five, four, three, two, one. Lift off of the Falcon 9. Hi, I'm Mark Boucher, and this is the Space Q Podcast. My guest this week is David Haight, Chief Economist at the Canadian Space Agency. Before going to the Canadian Space Agency in November of 2015, David worked at Innovation, Science and Economic Development Canada, or ICED, previously known as Industry Canada, first as a senior policy analyst, and then as manager in the Analytics and Sector Intelligence, Automotive and Transportation Industries branch. Today we'll be talking about the recently released Patents in Space report from the Canadian Intellectual Property Office, which the Canadian Space Agency participated in. As well, we'll discuss the recently released annual Canadian State of the Space Sector report for 2016. Welcome, David, to the SpaceQ podcast. Thank you, Mark. So, before we discuss the patents in space and the state of the space sector report, can you describe what your role is at the Canadian Space Agency and what your workload consists of? After all, I believe you're the first chief economist at the agency. (laughs) Thank you, Mark. Uh, Yeah, so uh, I started at the Canadian Space Agency in November uh, 2015, and as chief economist, I am manager of the uh, research and analysis uh, team. Um, what it consists of is uh, to develop uh, research and analysis on the Canadian space sector. So the foundation is um, the Canadian Space Sector Survey, uh, which uh, my predecessor started, uh, Joan Harvey, back in 1996. And this is a census-style survey that goes out to over 200 organizations. Uh, annually uh, to get the pulse of the uh, of the Canadian space sector in terms of revenues, workforce, uh, and also in terms of innovation indicators such as spending on research and development, level patenting and inventions, and commercialization revenues that come from follow-on uh, work. Um, on the international uh, side, uh, we work through the OECD Space Forum. So for the past 10 years, we've been a member uh, of this group, and we... Uh, uh, work with this group that does annual publications, and it was really put together as a group uh, that could collaborate amongst uh, like-minded space agencies to better uh, understand uh, ways, methods, and tools to measure the space sector and to compare notes, to look at best practices. Um, we also do internal analysis to look at the economic and socioeconomic trends to look at how um, the space sector is benefiting uh, Canadians and to look at where the trends are going and to provide uh, advice internally in terms of uh, for the decision makers. So uh, it's a great job. Well, that's great. That gives us a a good idea of what it is you do. Uh, We've never had an economist uh, from the Canadian Space Agency on the show before. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, the Canadian Intellectual Property Office released a Patents in Space report. You're one of the authors of that report. Can you explain why this report was initiated? Yeah, good question. So about uh, two years ago, uh, we embarked on this work um, with my counterpart over at the Canadian Intellectual Property Office. And the goal of the research was really to mine uh, international patent databases to better understand some of the niche strengths in Canada and to benchmark 
uh, innovation with other spacefaring nations when it comes to space technologies as no uh, holistic view existed. So the first uh, task was really to develop uh, a search strategy to look at patents related to the space sector uh, with the Canadian Intellectual Property Office who had an, uh, a patent database. So this involved uh, identifying specific terminology and patent classification codes. So the first place uh, we looked for existing methodologies and best practices uh, was the OECD that had published a handbook on measuring the space economy, had looked at the space economy at a glance. In 2014, they had a specific section, section on patents. And the first place they started when um, looking at uh, and comparing measuring patents was the International Patent Classification System. Uh, which was uh, how patents are classified at the international level. So, for example, in space, we have uh, cosmonautics or vehicles-related cosmonautics. We have electric uh, digital data processing. So what we did was, as, as a first step, uh, the patent uh, examiners at SIPO that had expertise in mechanical and electrical patents uh, produced and refined a list of IPC codes with us and also... We developed with them a list of keywords that associated with the space industry. So we also then reached back uh, with CSA engineers that had expertise, and in, and in terms of matching with a more precise list of these keywords that had first been identified. So this was a, a, a big part of the work in, in getting things going. So the final search strategy covered uh, 1996 to 2015, included 58 IPC codes and over 185 keywords linked to space, uh, resulting in a final output of 86,000 uh, patent interventions worldwide. And this is what we used for uh, our trend analysis. Because I'm sure, as I'm sure you can appreciate, Mark, in terms of when we talk about 185 keywords, um, we don't have the luxury of si simply inputting the word space as a keyword, because it can be used for many, many industries. So we just needed some specific keywords that would really pull out what we were looking for. And, and we took it to a, a much finer level of granularity than had been done in the past. So using that data that we had from our annual survey of the space sector, we identified organizations uh, operating in the space sector and we confirmed those. And we filtered uh, the subset from 1,200 Canadian patents and 200 organizations down to 493 patents and 128 organizations across um, Canada. So overall, this doesn't represent the entire Canadian space sector, but we feel it's a very good representation, and our analysis is, is based on this subsample. So of this subsample, the top international uh, patent classifications included for Canada were radio direction finding, measuring distances and levels or bearings, transmission, uh, optical elements, systems, and electrical digital uh, data processing. And what were the, uh, the conclusions uh, of the, uh, the report, or the important conclusions? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, overall, uh, we found that global patent filing in the space sector had consistently grown over the last 40 years. And the number of annual patent interventions was now more 20, it was 20 times greater than it was back in 1978, rising from 320 in uh, 78 to 6,419 in 2015. So a lot of growth. 
Um, it also revealed that, you know, Canada has more influence internationally than its size would suggest. So this would potentially signal a technical, uh, technological advantage in the space sector. Of interest as well, small and medium-sized enterprises, so SMEs in Canada account for 83% of the organizations with patented inventions and are responsible for 83% of all patented inventions in the sector. Uh, as well, they're responsible for 30% of the revenues and 30% of the expenditures spent on R&D. So that was, that was of interest. Uh, when we look at, if we divide up by value segments, so upstream versus downstream, what we see, we see a clear shift uh, from 2000 to 2015 in patenting activity. So we see um, in favor of the downstream value segment. So downstream, we're talking about um, the effort required for the operation of space assets, such as satellite uh, operations, the manufacture of product and software applications, transforming space data and signals into useful end products for uh, uh, consumers. And that's increased from a 23% share of patent activity to up to 60% at the expense of the upstream. The upstream uh, is the is more traditional side where we talk about the research, the design, the testing, the building, and the integrating uh, involved in launching assets into space. Um, so this really follows a, a Canadian and international shift towards more private sector uh, space activity and revenues. So if I can use a concrete example, I mean, if we look at Canadarm uh, 1, which began back in 1981 aboard the Columbia shuttle, currently with Canadarm 2, uh, we see an evolution in terms of the responsibilities, in terms of the maintenance and the repair on the International Space Station, in terms of relocating the Dexter robot, and in terms of catching and berthing uh, unpiloted uh, resupply spacecraft, so which involve a lot of um, development of, of application, of, uh, of software and intellectual property on that side. When we look at the economic analysis, um, when we dig down into the numbers, we found a statistical relationship between R&D uh, expenditures and R&D employees. So it suggests that the majority of, of R&D expenditures uh, may be directly related to R&D employment. So this would, this would uh, lead us to believe that R&D spending is likely creating some high-quality jobs in the sector. So I have one question about what you said. Um, should we be concerned that the downstream is going, uh, that there are less patents being done in that area, or is it just a factor that there's just more, sorry, upstream, is it, is it just a factor that there's just more happening in the downstream side? Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I think that's a good question. I don't think it's necessarily an area of concern. I think it's what we're seeing is a tremendous amount of growth in patenting, and we're seeing that the growth is really so in the downstream, which is really the the use of the space data and the development into products and applications. Uh, I, I think that's a positive signal, in that more and more companies are are looking uh, to space to develop uh, solutions for customers. So. I would see that as positive trend. All right, so let's uh, uh, let's talk about another report which came out recently, the Canadian State of the Space Sector report for 2016. How would you characterize the state of Canada's space economy? So, overall, when we look at the 2016 report, which uh, is information gathered from a gathered from 150 organizations involved in space activities, 
a we see revenues of five and a half billion dollars and a workforce of almost ten thousand. Uh, we see forty one percent are uh, highly qualified personnel, um, scientists, technicians, engineers. Um, so an area of uh, that was quite positive is on the export side. So we saw significant growth year over year in 2016, growing by 24% to from 1.6 billion up to 2 billion. So here we see that the U.S. Is, continues to be our most important market with a 46% share of our um, base sector exports, um, while our 24% um, of our exports are destined for Europe, and Europe was our fastest growing market uh, when we compare year, year over year. I think it's it's uh, important to note the overall impact and the contribution of the space sector. So, 2.3 billion Canada's GDP and supports uh, 21,654 jobs in the greater economy. Um, we saw again in 2016 that um, business expenditures on research and development uh, remained quite high at 254 million. For, uh, for the size of the sector. We definitely punch above our weight on that side. And uh, industry commercialization of R&D projects, which were initially funded by public monies more than double in 2016, reaching 123 million. So I think that's another very positive um, uh, conclusion that came out of the, of the survey. Um, the academic sector in Canada also continues to be a very important a part of the space sector and representing almost 20% of the workforce. And three of the sector's uh, top 30 space organizations in terms of space-related revenues or research uh, funding. So I think um, overall uh, we, see, uh, we see continued uh, strength in the space sector um, across Canada. Now, the report states that the GDP multiplier is up to 1.92. Um, if you can, how does that compare to other industries in Canada and to other countries uh, in the same sector? Yeah, that's a good uh, that's a good question. Um, in terms of 1.92, that is developed um, based on data from Statistics Canada in terms of the input output uh, multipliers, which we've updated for this year and which is up slightly. Um, unfortunately, it is problematic to compare apples and apples when it comes to other sectors and even to compare it across other countries. So I would I would not be able to uh, to provide an answer on that one. Okay, but as a multiplier of 1.92, is that considered good? Yes, it is considered good. Okay, so uh, if the GDP multiplier is considered good, does that mean does that mean that the government might be more or less inclined to invest more money in the space sector? Um, that's a good question. I think I think uh, it's it's definitely uh, likely an element that would be taken into consideration in terms of looking at the impact that the space sector has, uh, not only. Uh, directly, but also indirectly. So this is uh, why when we look at overall GDP and the overall impact on jobs, we're not just looking at uh, the direct jobs, but we're looking at the indirect jobs, so in terms of the suppliers, and we're looking at induced jobs as well. So that's uh, greater uh, economic activity in the regions where, uh, where there are space uh, organizations. 
Now, the report notes that the space sector growth between 2014 and 16 was relatively low at 1.36%. If you can, what can be done to, to increase that growth rate? I think that's a good question. I think um, in terms of increasing the growth rate, what we see in terms of sources of revenues is that um, 83% of the revenues come from the commercial side and 17% come from the government side. So when you look at when you look at that you can see that you know the companies if they want to to grow their market it's definitely um, it's definitely on the commercial side where we see um, that there's more activity and in terms of um, their ability to provide uh, services to provide um, solutions to, uh, to the customers out there and continue to grow their market based on their expertise. Um, is there anything else from the report you think the audience should pay particular attention to? Um, I think one number that, that definitely resonates for me is uh, R&D intensity. So in terms of, um, for the size of our industry, um, space manufacturing is eight times higher in terms of R&D intensity than the average for the manufacturing in Canada. So, so that shows me that this is a very innovative sector uh, where there's a lot of cutting-edge um, technology um, that is being developed, and there's a lot of investment uh, in, those types of, uh, in those types of technologies. And as a result of that, um, you know, that, that also comes with um, high-quality jobs. Okay. So I just have one last question. Um, Will the state of the space sector report become more timely? And I ask this question because uh, going back um, several years, I used to remember that these reports were being released 10 months after the calendar year end. And for this one, it was a year and a half. So, And I know there have been changes at the Canadian Space Agency over the last couple of years and how, how things are done. So uh, should we expect the 2017 report to come out next July or will it come out sooner? You know, if I, uh, <laughs> it's a good question, Mark. Um, so I've been at the Canadian Space Agency for two and a half years, and this is the this is the fourth one that's been published on my watch. I can tell you that 2017, uh, the 2017 survey is in the field uh, right now, and we'll be closing at the end of the summer. Um, so we are going to do everything possible to publish it as soon as we possibly can. We, you know we're always going to be one year late because the reality is when we're looking at, uh, for example, 2017 data, um, some of the, co- the companies can end on either December 31st, 2017, but it can also go based on a fiscal year. So that means March 31st, 2018. So we're going to have, we have a hard time being able to access or going out into the field before um, the books are closed. So we are always going to be, unfortunately, one year behind and we can't get data in real time. But uh, let me tell you that it, it is definitely uh, an, a priority for me to get this information out as soon as possible. Okay. Well, I want to thank David for taking the time today to uh, to be our guest here on the SpaceQ podcast. Uh, I hope we can uh, chat in the future. Great. Thank you, Mark. Nice talking to you. Well, that's a wrap on this episode of the SpaceQ podcast. If you like this show, please support us on Patreon. The address is patreon.com slash spaceq. 
We really appreciate feedback. And to help us, we ask you consider to write a review on Apple Podcast or Google Play Music if you're so inclined. If you have any comments on this episode, you can email me at podcast at spaceq.ca or you can post them on our website at spaceq.ca where you'll find an archive of each episode. If you send me a comment by email, I'll write back to you as soon as I can. On Twitter, you can follow us at Canada in Space. And if you use Facebook, you can find all our articles and links to the podcast on our page, The Space Q. If you like the show, please subscribe to us through your favorite podcast app.